You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, A. Scully and Sitor. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Sid Talk. Hello. Good afternoon. And good afternoon and welcome to our show. <laughs> what was the before the after the show discussion? Uh, you were fiddling with the sound. I'm making a city and city skylines. We didn't really talk about much. You did your Rubik's thing, which you'll discuss later, I'm sure. Today was a low key before the after the show discussion. It was. <laughs> It is Saturday, September the 24th. This is After the Show. We are a movie review podcast, and every week we look at a new movie. And on episode 755, we're looking at the movie Emily the Criminal. It's a 2022 movie. It's on streaming now, rated R, from our friends at Universal. Sid Talk, give us a synopsis of Emily the Criminal. Emily is a criminal. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I'll give you the real one. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's it. Down on her luck and saddled with debt, Emily gets involved in a credit card scam that pulls her into the criminal underworld of Los Angeles, ultimately leading to deadly consequences. I think that synopsis tells you a bit too much. Yeah, that's a bit of a spoiler there. Holy crap. Yeah. And that's right in the synopsis. Mine was considerably better. It was. But yours was also the title. So Fair enough. So, Emily the Criminal, Sid Talk, how did you enjoy it? I loved it. Or did you enjoy it? I loved it. The end? The end. (laughs) Did you enjoy it, though? Yes. I enjoyed it, and I loved it. I think it was really good. I was compelled. I was interested in the person, and while I don't condone her choices, (laughs) obviously, she's fictional, I feel like it was just really compelling, because you could see something in her. So, you start out meeting her. She's trying to get a job. Spoilers. There might be spoilers. There might be spoilers. There will be spoilers because you just said it turns deadly. So there you go. Well, you can blame that on the person that wrote the synopsis. Exactly. She goes to get a job. The guy asks her a question about her record, right? To do do a background criminal check. Spoiler. She kind of fibs. He actually has the actual thing and says, but you were actually arrested for aggravated assault, right? And then he's like, tell me about it. And she's like, no. Basically like, fuck off. Like... I just want this shitty job. You don't need to know. Well, of course, they're not going to hire her. Then you see her delivering food, like catering for a restaurant, which is kind of a crappy job. She lives with some roommates. She's an adult. She's thinking of going back to live with her stepfather. You know, all these things. And then we find out she's $70,000 in student loan debt. Da, 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 da. So she gets this weird opportunity to maybe possibly make a few hundred bucks. And she doesn't seem to be too bothered about the illegality of it. Maybe a little bit, because she when he says you can so. leave the room, she does start to leave the room. Yeah, but I don't think that was because of her... Because later in the movie, it really sums it up, and I loved that he said this to her. He was like, you're a bad influence. Because I think this character, even without us knowing her whole backstory, her reactions to things tell me a lot. I think she was getting up out of there because it felt like a trap. 
because her questions aren't like everybody else's questions, right? Right. So she's not bothered. I mean, what they're doing is basically using stolen credit card information to buy stuff. And then they, the criminal people, the bigger criminal people sell it off and you get a couple hundred bucks. I don't think she's bothered by that at all. I think she's bothered by what is this? I don't understand what the whole process is. I might be in danger. Fuck this, I'm out, right? But I think he just puts her at ease because he's kind of slick and he, and then goes, I don't think she ever had a problem with the criminal element. That's why Emily is a criminal, see? The title tells you everything. Your mission, if you choose to accept it in this movie. <laughs> in the next hour, you'll have $200 if you do exactly what we say. But you will be breaking the law and you're just basically going into a store with a stolen credit card and buying an expensive item that's worth $2,000. You come out, you give him the $2,000 TV, and he gives you $200. So it's not actually a good deal. It's not a good deal? No. You mean the level of criminality that you're performing for $200? Right. So it's a terrible deal. I mean, because if you were offered that deal, you wouldn't do it, right? It depends. For $200? I would not do anything to do with stealing people's identities. I think that's vile. But, I mean, it depends on what the crime was. I'm going to get away scot-free. It's possible. So then in this movie, it escalates. Like, the the second mission that she takes, is it a mission? Is it a secret shopper? Secret shopper, they call it, don't they, or something? A dumb shopper. Dumb shopper. Dummy shopper, like a fake. Like a dummy shopper. Yeah, you're a pretend customer, basically. Yeah. So the second one is not a TV. It's an expensive car. And that one kind of goes hideously wrong, right? She's shaken, but if you watch this character carefully, it's like, right, bring it on, MFers. You guys are the shitty ones, and you're treating me like crap? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm all in. (laughs) Like, once she gets her head banged up, and then the guys, like, try to do her over, the one guy who wants to, in the parking lot. So, like, the first thing she does is gets one of the big TVs, and then she tells a guy in a parking lot, you know, shady deal. 600 bucks. He's like 300. She's like, no, 600. And he's like a big dude, right? With a friend who's big. And they're like, nah, we could just take it. And then she's like, screw this. She gets in her car. And then she's like, I'm just like, she's not afraid of them at all. There's zero fear in this person, right? Maybe a couple of moments, but that fear, because her first instinct is like, oh crap. But then she kicks into gear with this like, why? Why do these guys get to decide this situation? No, 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 no. So she learns from that one that if she's a little bit tough with them, they respect her, right? So then later when she's doing the car deal, or the car was the car before? The car was the second thing she did. Yes. So I think that's what gave her the courage for all the other times because she was just like, no, 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 no. And then that other guy who tried to rob her with with the dog and everything, I mean, she just gets fired up when anyone tries to push her down. And it's also clear that the further down the criminal path she's going, the more dangerous it becomes. Mm. It starts off pretty innocuous. You're just going in a store. Then you're stealing, basically stealing a car, right? It's the same. But that involves violence. People come after you because they realize, hey, she's probably got some money. She's a criminal. And then you've got other criminals coming after you. So it gets worse the further down the line you get. They all know the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody's watching for an up-and-coming criminal to actually rip off the up-and-coming criminal, right? 
like those people who turned up at a doorstep. Okay, so maybe I wouldn't involve myself, <laughs> but <laughs> I still kind of sort of sympathize with her. I again, I don't condone her choices, and I get it. It's been tough for her to get her shit together, but it's a little bit like Breaking Bad, but without the drugs. It is. Oh, you've just pointed it out. There it no is drugs. Breaking Bad. Like she's down on her luck. He had cancer. He needed to provide for his family. Couldn't make enough as a teacher. Oh, you're right. So basically, it's just a boring story that we've already seen before. <laughs> well, it's a reworking. A reworking. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> yeah. They're all reworking. Now, I found it. I thought it was really well made. It was very tense. Each scenario she got into made me like on the edge of my seat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Even just to going in to buy the television. And that's a very basic thing she walks in a store picks up a television and pays for it but even her paying for it at the checkout that just little pause where it's where the credit card company's connecting to see if the card's all right it's just like you're holding your breath oh shit don't don't be bad don't be bad and then as it gets progressively worse the stakes i found myself on the edge of my seat and she is nothing that she does emily the criminal in this movie is for nothing. So even when you're seeing her at a regular job, which is like um, Uber Eats, basically, she's taking food from a hotel and taking it to events or to people's office buildings. Well, I think one of her jobs is working for the restaurant itself. Right. And then the other one, yeah. It seems like she's trying to hustle. But when she's uh, delivering the food in one scene and some of the food spills in a bag, it shows you immediately how good she is at getting out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And the situation's basically, in this case, just some sauce has spilled. But she's fixing it immediately. So everything in the, in it shows you what type of person she is. Absolutely. And she's not a bad person, is she? I don't know. We don't know her past, see? We don't know. I mean, when, she's, All we're told is she has an aggravated assault in her past. Right. She kind of sort of explains it to the dude later on. You know, she had a boyfriend. They fought a lot. And then at one point it got out of hand and he ended up calling the police. And that's why she got the aggravated assault. But she was pissed off at hit at herself for not basically hurting him worse. Right. Because <laughs> she says, I didn't scare him enough. That's why he called the police. So yeah. she learned her lesson. So we don't know if she was batshit crazy back in the day, right? Maybe. Maybe she was the whole problem. We don't know. That's what I like about this character. She's interesting. When she's just interacting with uh, like work colleagues or a friend, she just seems... I don't know, a little bit uninterested with everything. Yes, she's very bored with everyone. <laughs> and a bit like, I identify, but I'm not a criminal. Yeah, and a bit like I can do better than all Yes, of this. like she's just a little bit, little bit above everything. But not a crazy person. Oh, but maybe. <laughs> do you mean not sociopathic? Not a soci yeah, not like a, a, a psycho. I don't know. I don't know. She's If she is a psycho, she's a very like calculated... She doesn't seem to be out to actually harm people, but the adrenaline of her doing these things and then just not getting caught and then also getting the upper hand on all these people who try to take advantage of her, that seems to be her thing. So, What I really liked about the scenario, it's all plausible and it's all played Feels in a... like it, yeah. Yeah, it's like a realistic way as well. Like, There's nothing where you're like, oh, give me a break. person wouldn't do that. Well, I'll tell you now. Tommy Redding, who was my father, he has passed a few years ago. As we used to watch Charlie's Angels, he would get pissed off, probably because he'd already been drinking. 
and say, by God, am I going to sit here and watch a bunch of women kick a bunch of men's asses because that ain't realistic. That's just a bunch of bullshit. So there are going to be people. He can't be the only one. Right. Who says, now, this was the 70s, so everyone's can gauge my age. I was a, I was a young child watching the women kicking ass in the 70s. And my father immediately telling me that was stupid. Those people are still going to exist. So there's going to be somebody in your little one-star reviews, probably, or somewhere in there on IMDb, who are like, nah, it's unrealistic. Like, she couldn't scare the dude in the parking lot. And there's no way that she would... I feel like you, in those moments, it all seemed very plausible. She's not a trained killer or a even like a good fighter or anything. Any Anytime when she gets involved, especially at the climax of the movie, the violence that it's just like a self-defense move, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And But I found that plausible. That She's somebody, got a little taser, which I loved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little taser and a box cutter. Let's say that's the only yeah. weapons in this. Nobody gives her a gun. No. You know, when he said, I need to give you something to protect yourself. I thought he was going to get a big draw full Me of guns. Too. But then I was like, oh, this movie is not a gun movie. Nobody's using guns. In fact, is anybody using a gun ever? Not that I recall. Not even the bad guys threatening each. No, mm. there's no guns. Interesting. Well, there you go. It's if you don't like guns, this is your movie. I mean, it's still violent, so don't don't be don't pretend it's, it's not. It's not violent. John Wick, let's say. It is not John Wick. <laughs> if you want guns, go and watch John Wick. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the cast here. Aubrey Plaza plays Emily. What did you think? I really like her. I think she is the driving force of the whole thing, right? I mean, she's Absolutely. in ninety-five percent of the scenes. I would say it's one of those movies where it often. It's like you're walking behind her, the wrestler. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> and you're going into a place and it's kind of from just above her perspective. Or another one of your faves, Punch Drunk Love. Yes, Punch Drunk Love, yeah, true. And she is, she's generally known for being funny, Aubrey Plaza, but this movie has no funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> she doesn't even no, crack a joke, There's does no she? funniness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a serious role. I don't think there's one... I mean, Even I laughed because there were times when he's the criminal to start with. He's the one who's giving everybody fake credit cards and telling them, hey, you're going to do this deal and then I'll pay a couple hundred bucks. Right. So he's like the the criminal boss guy that we're going to. There are times when she says things and he looks at her and the actor does it exactly right. He just looks at her like. Who am I dealing with? And yeah. that to me was kind of comical because even he he's the one that ends up saying you are a bad influence. Right. When he's like, yes, that kind of stuff is humorous as in you, I, and it's not, I don't think it's supposed to be humorous, but I thought it was. Because he's like, a, it's not a hardened criminal. He's a criminal. I would sure. call him a low level Identity criminal. theft and selling stolen goods. Yeah. That would be his charges. He just hustles his way through this yeah. small criminal empire. He is kind of off kilter when he meets her because she is. All in. She does the things he asks and almost there's not much of a reaction to it, apart from she's pissed off during the car mission because she gets hurt. And, and that kind of fixes her mind like this is not happening again. Yeah, I'll do this, but not getting hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I preferred the stealing the TV because there was nothing to it. Not that there's nothing to it because maybe she gets a kick out of. I was going to say, I think she does like it. We've got Theo Rossi as Yusuf. 
What did you think of Theo? I like him. What do we know him from? Uh, Marvel show. Iron Fist? No. No. Luke Cage. Luke Cage, right. No. Was. was it Luke Cage or Jennifer? No, it was Luke Cage, actually. He might have appeared in some of the others, but Luke Cage was the main one. The one with Mariah. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very good in that show. Yeah. A menacing criminal. And he was also in when I looked him up and I'd forgot that he was in this. And it's a movie we watched this year and it's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Hmm. So, you know, the big zombie movie. I don't recall him in that, but you know me. He was one of the crew. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I thought he was good in this. He had a strange accent sometimes and then sometimes he didn't. That was the only problem I had with him. Who else have we got? We got Jonathan Avigdori as Khalil. He's the cousin of Yusuf, right? He seems like a jerk. I mean, he was actually terrifying, I found. Because there was moments where I, when he he was kind of looking at, like there's a relationship developing between Emily and Yusuf. And he was looking at it as though, if that looks dangerous to our operation, so yeah, I'm going to have to sort this out, right? Yeah, he was a jerk. And the way he looked at her and the things he said to her, he was kind of, yeah. I love her. She's just like, what? Yeah. Right, like, no hesitation. What are you saying to me? Like, you ass? You're not intimidating me. No, I like that. But he was really trying to. We've got Gina Gershon, who we've not seen for a long time, as Alice. She was in one scene. Yeah, which, I mean, she's on the main cast here, so. Mm. And uh, this last uh, one, can you uh, can you pronounce this lady's name? Megan Ekakunwoke. Is that correct? I don't know. If the Ekakunwoke <laughs> is... I like how it sounds. the CH is a ch sound or a K sound. So, Echekunwoke or Ekekunwoke. I actually like the way you said it. Anyway, she plays Liz, which is Emily's friend, who there's a bit of a subplot running where this lady works in advertising and she's trying to get Emily a job. And it's kind of a big uh, fancy advertising building. It's a bit of a red herring thing because it's like, oh, well, of course she would want to have a job in the industry that she studied for because she went to art school and then she had to drop out because of this aggravated assault. You're kind of brainwashed in the world and society to think, oh, that's her goal then. Like if she gets a job in this big corporate environment where she can now be a cog in the wheel and make a bunch of money and have a little office. And then she sits at the big table like she kind of likes it, you know, she's in there alone. But I think that's a red herring because unless she could skip straight to being the boss, I don't think that was her vibe right so you're supposed to think oh that's the best way to go then you'll have money you can pay your bills but it's it's kind of over on the side to who she actually really is because emily is a criminal emily the criminal and she does have a great interview in in (laughs) yes (laughs) it's classic that part is actually i don't know if even if that's supposed to be funny but i found it funny yes i love that We've also got, directed by John Patton Ford. It's actually his first movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually kind of excited to see what this guy does because this is a good, for a first movie, it doesn't feel like a first movie. Mm. What did you think? I feel like the directing is really good. It's got that subtle, like you were saying, for um, like The Wrestler, sort of a quiet observation of the person, lots of close-ups, lots of like waiting for the facial expression, waiting for the little eye tick or the edge of the mouth to curl up or whatever. And that is very, that's very specific directing. It's not loud and it's not like, it doesn't feel 
intense. It feels really like you're just watching them. So I like that. Like realism. You're in, mm. you're in it. So IMDB reviews, what are those? Those are IMDB reviews. There's a website where people can go and purge all of their feelings about all the movies. And you love the one stars because if you like the movie, you tend to then make fun of them a little bit. And if you don't like the movie, you tend to agree with them. This week is unprecedented, I would say. Oh my. There is only one one out of ten review. Just one. Right. So that means people pretty much like this movie. Yeah. So let's see what this person who didn't like the movie says. <laughs> he says, he or her, whichever. Emily the criminal follows Emily, who struggles with student debt and decides to get involved with crime. This may be the most pointless movie I've watched in years. It's a movie about a woman doing crime. That's it. It's a woman. She commits crimes. <laughs> and that's it. What are you supposed to take away from it? You mean like the transporter? Right. Or Rambo. Yes. Or John Wick. Or what are you getting from those, motherfucker? Pardon my language, but are you kidding me? Because it's a woman. And yes, I'm going on a sexist rant here. Or a misogynistic rant. Anti-misogyny. That is the problem, right? With a lot of these reviews that you read. If she was a man, that review wouldn't have happened. Right. I'm just, but I don't know this person. I'm just guessing. I'm putting... I mean, like I said, this person could be a woman. That's fine. She's brainwashed just like everybody else to <laughs> think that, oh, it's pointless if a woman goes and commits crime. But if all the other literally tens and hundreds of thousands of entertainment stories that have been written and put into film and stories in songs and poetry over all of human history, all the man criminals, no fucking point, no point. In any of those stories. Because no. they're just men being criminals. What do you take away from that? So there, that's it. I'm done. So seeing as we only had one bad review, I'm going to give you a 10 out of 10 review oh, as a right bonus. <laughs> this guy says, I literally cannot find anything not to like about this movie. <laughs> nice. Good sounds, color, camera work, etc. Interesting story, told well. Original, unique characters with background stories that are brought to life. Aubrey Plaza suits it very well with her self-confident woman figure. Theo Rossi is very convincing in the role. Even the length of the film is perfect. There's not a single second wasted in 97 minutes. The movie gives me a feeling of completeness. It's very easy to watch. It's immersive. And it's the first time I've ever given a movie 10 out of 10. Don't miss it. Goodness. That's like, they're all in. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I appreciate the good ones as much as the bad ones, unless the bad ones are rooted in ignorance and self-doubt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or self this ignorance extras we didn't see any because we watched streaming version i'm gonna give emily the criminal a score and i'm gonna give emily the criminal an eight out of ten that's what i'm giving it well I'm done just double checking because i'm like no 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 i didn't think that high but yeah eight i think eight because it is what it is right it's not trying to it tells you what it is right <laughs> up front <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you don't even need to watch it. It's the title is so good. Um, yeah, I, I say eight because of its. It's super enjoyable. It's like, well made. It feels paced very nicely. Like I don't feel rushed or like she skips from non-criminal activity to criminal activity too quickly. I don't know the time frame that it took her, you know, from the first job, to the second, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. We don't really get an inkling of that. But if it was like a couple months, that seems reasonable because she's very determined so yeah i liked it 
Next week, we're going to look at Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Have you heard of this one? Yes. Or nope. Not nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. You're supposed to say nope. I'm supposed to say yep. Oh, yep. Okay. I get Do you it. think the person who's listening to this, who's irritated about my little man rant, man misogynistic rant, will ever listen again? They probably already tuned out and they've never, they're not here anymore. Before yeah, this. Yeah, it's not sure. live. Not a live broadcast, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> movie recommendations. While watching this movie, I kept getting the vibes of a movie that I really love. And it's called Uncut Gems. Mm. Yes, you did. And this movie had that feeling, that very realistic, like I'm in a room with a bunch of people. In fact, this movie made a point of like making all the noises of everything show up. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like everything. like But not in an obnoxious way. You see, I have a thing about noises. Right. They've named it now, apparently. I mean, I don't know that I have an actual medical condition, but I have a thing about noises. And when they do the... <laughs> And the clicks and the t- and the ruffling of the paper and the clicking of the shoe on the floor and the crack of the door opening. All that stuff is too much. <laughs> this movie did do that. It didn't, though. Not too much is what oh, I'm right, saying. Not too much, I was right. able to cope with it, so it's good. But it, I think, what was it trying to convey? Just like things are just... I don't know. Things just... So different people have different sensibilities. So whoever the... Yeah, because when you were in like the interview at the beginning with her, you could hear like him shuffling the papers and. Mm, I see. I didn't notice, so that's good. That right. means it was right done right. correctly. It was a interesting movie, and Uncut Gems is a bit more intense than Emily the Criminal. My other one I'm going to recommend is Philip Seymour Hoffman in Owning Mahoney. Oh, this movie reminded me of in the way it's really on the down low. Like in Owning Mahoney, Mahoney, he's a bank manager who is borrowing the money from the bank's safe and gambling on weekends with it. And eventually he can't put the money back because he doesn't always win, right? So it ratchets up this tension like in every weekend when he gets back and he has to make sure nobody noticed. Some weekends it's more difficult than others. right? And it's really interesting. And that was based on a real story. But yeah, the, both those movies remind me of Emily the Criminal. So what are your recommendations? My recommendation is going back to the 90s, and this time it's 1996. And there's some a couple in here you'll be interested in. Number one is Train Spotting. One of the best movies ever. And we refer to this, actually, because the job interview where she basically tells the woman off. Um, she's very pissed off. Again, we're all brainwashed to think that if you're at a job interview and if they offend you or upset you in some way that you're still supposed to just swallow it and like be polite and nice and whatever you got to do, kiss their ass to get the job, right? Right. Even if you got 50 job interviews, you're brainwashed to think you have to be nice to this person, even if they're rude to you, right? So this woman (laughs) is like not being rude necessarily, but dumping the idea of being an intern on her. And then she's like, well, yeah, you'd work for free for like six months. And she's like, really? That seems reasonable to you? And then she goes off on her. Well, train spotting has a job interview that's not the same, but it's equally as satisfying because he's completely wasted, right? Like he's what just- it is in train spotting is they're on the dole because they're all heroin addicts. So the dole is um government assistance, right? Right. So every few weeks you have to go to the government assistance place and prove that you've been looking for a job. So he goes to like interviews just for the 
so I can say I've been to an interview. So he doesn't need to get a job because he doesn't want one. He wants to be a heroin addict. <laughs> so he goes through a whole interview just, I don't know, it's the craziest. I don't want the job really, but I'll tell you about myself. And it's very funny. So that's the deal with that. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the other ones are. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I think you liked, Up Close and Personal. Uh, Robert Redford and Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer, yes. Wasn't that Up Close and Personal? She was going to the prison to be do an interview. I thought you liked that one. I think I did like that one, yeah. Then there's Fargo. That's the best one. Another criminal one where it's really good. Like, that one's really good, too. Then we have Hellraiser Bloodline. I don't remember this one specifically, but I know one year I watched all the Hellraiser movies, which reminds me I need to start watching horror movies to satisfy, to satiate my horror movie need for the in, year. In October, we will have a bunch of horror movies. Yeah, nice. And then The Birdcage, which was just a fun-ish, thoughtful, but fun movie. Robin Williams and uh, the guy who was uh, Okuna Matata guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. A Scully stuff. I've been playing a game on Steam this week. It's called Flash Out 3. And what it is, is it's the... I'm not even familiar with this game series. They did send me a code for review. So I tried it out this week. And what it's very similar to is Wipeout. Remember Wipeout on the PlayStation? Wipeout! Dun, 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 yeah, not that, that one. Oh, not okay. that one. Different, the, um, different Wipeout. Yeah, futuristic racing game. Okay. This feels very much like Wipeout, or there's another game that I've played on Steam that is very similar also. So you're in hovercrafts. You're going down a futuristic track. You've got air brakes. There are power-ups on the track that you pick up and you can shoot them at the other people. It's Mario Kart, but fancy. Okay. So Flash Out 3, it's a Steam game. It's not very expensive, actually. It's like $18. And it has a career mode. It has, like, head-to-head -head multiplayer. And you basically, you know, it's a racing game. You're doing different races. Some of the races you have to shoot the other opponents. Some of the races you just have to be faster than the other opponents. Some races are just a time trial where you have to get around the track as quick as possible. It seems to me, the character designs, let me say, I'm just going to really diss this game a little okay, bit. Okay, this is new. The character designs, like there are two characters you can choose. You never see them anyway because you're inside racing a ship, right? So I'm not quite sure why you have to pick one of them. But they look like a really bad mobile game, you know, like a mm. cheap cell phone game. That's right. what they kind of look like. You never see them again once you picked one. Apparently there's some kind of story that involves them. But I went through the single player campaign and it unlocked like different cups that you do. But I never saw any story relating to them. So I'm not sure if that's not finished or don't expect any story as well. Maybe I'm your standards are too high. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> The game does have a cool sense of speed to it. It feels very, very fast, like you're going like 400 mile an hour down the track. The corners are really quick. You have to use the air brakes to get around them. I mean, it's no wipeout, and it's clear that they want to be a, like a wipeout because they even call themselves flash out. You know, it's not, it's not very far away, is it, from wipeout? I'm not sure. I think it's maybe a bit mobile gamey. Mm. The minute-to-minute -minute racing is pretty good if not a little bit generic. We've been watching some stuff on TV this week, and I just wanted to mention the stuff we're watching. We're watching Ring, Rings of Power on Amazon. We're watching Andor, the new Star Wars series on Disney+. 
and She-Hulk on Disney Plus as well. I just want to say, all those three, they're very different shows. Also, another one. The Amazing Race? No. <laughs> There's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And... Oh, House of the Dragon. Yes. Yeah. So we're watching... All the big ones. Star Lord Wars. of the Rings, House of the Dragon, Andor, and she Game of Thrones. <laughs> all the biggies. We're just watching the same shit over and over, but it's all decorated up like it's new. Apart from House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, maybe similar-ish. But the rest of it's all very different. She-Hulk's like a crazy... It's turned into like a... It's really fun. I absolutely love it. Yeah, just a romp, basically, in the Marvel Universe. And that lady, whoever the lady is, Tatiana, who who was the... Isn't that her name? Titania. No, the woman who plays the... Oh, yeah, 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 that lady. Yeah, Yeah, she's... From Orphan Black. Awesome. I loved her. I love her. I think she's great. And Andor, the Star Wars show, the first three episodes, they did them all this week. We watched all three. I found that really intense and satisfying for as a Star Wars fan. I actually want to see it again. Nice. So yeah, there's stuff on the TV. Watch it. <laughs> the other thing I've been doing this week, I don't know why I did this. I picked up. We've got. We've always had a Rubik's cube. I wondered in there. about this all week. Like, what inspired you this week? Well, we've always had a Rubik's Cube in the house. I tried to learn it at one point and kind of did it and then didn't do it anymore, right? And then I was looking at something, like maybe my Amazon um, ads or something, and it showed like a Rubik's Cube. And I was like, oh, let me find that Rubik's Cube and see if I can do it. So then I spent like half a day trying to figure out what to do and eventually solved it. And then I went on Amazon and I thought, well, see if I can get like a... Did you though? I thought I didn't think you solved it. That's yeah, why I did, I did solve it, but it took me a while. Right. Like a day almost. So I went on Amazon and I thought, I'll buy a different Rubik's Cube just to see how these, there's this something called a speed cube, which I understand now the difference between the cubes. One of them's kind of harder to turn than the other. The other one's very smooth and quiet. $4.99 for a <laughs> fast Rubik's $4.99. Yeah. So I picked one up and I watched many YouTube videos over the last few days of how to solve a Rubik's Cube. And I kind of took all the information from different people's videos and I wrote myself something that I can understand a bit better. Because what I've found on the YouTube videos is they might teach one part of solving it well, but then the next part really badly. So I kind of went around and picked and choose what I liked. Um, Also, it's hard to follow a lot of their YouTube videos because... They've done it so many times, they don't realize how fast they're going. When they're like, yeah. you just move it up, right, left, and you're like, hold on a second. I haven't even got the cube in my hand yet. I wrote down a list of instructions that I find I can solve the cube with. Now now I'm trying to lose the instructions and um, solve the cube without looking at the instructions. And let me tell you, you might think, oh, solving a Rubik's Cube's easy. It is not easy. <laughs> I can solve one now within about five minutes, but I still need my little helper chart sometimes if I get stuck. I'm aiming to not have the helper chart and you can just give me a mixed up cube and then I'll do it. Maybe two weeks, that should be, right? Don't know. Can't be that long. No concept of this. If you remember Rubik's Cubes from when you were a kid and you've not done one for years, they're actually kind of fun when you're, (laughs) you know, older and understand it a bit better. So what's for dinner? In this house, we sort of value learning things, I think. We don't really, it's not like a thing. It's not like a big project of life. But you 
got it in your head. Then you went on the internet and you went on the YouTube and you did a thing and you go through the process of learning it. I'm always doing art stuff. Well, I don't know how to make water look like water. So I today and over this week, I've been trying to figure out how to paint this big sunset that I'm painting. So I go on the internet and I read people's things and I watch the videos and I'm like, <gasps> then you have this epiphany moment like, ah, yeah. it's soaking in. I can do it. I'm also trying to learn to play the violin, which is a very slow process. I'm going to assume I will never learn it properly. But the stimulation, I don't have the end goal. Like if you never figured out the Rubik's Cube, you might be like, uh, it's interesting, it's stimulating, but at some point you'd be like, you know what? Okay, that's cool. I'm I'm good, right? Like the process of getting there is part of it. Yeah, but I can't not have the payoff. <laughs> right. I have to do it. Like. I'm a little different because if I never figured out how to play the, a song on the violin or I never get this painting to look the way I want it to look, I'm, I'll just be like, getting there was all of it to me almost. The end result isn't the big payoff, so... I feel like that's an interesting way to live. And so many people are afraid of failure. So you're afraid of failure. Is that what you're saying? Because once you're in, if you can't achieve it, then you'll feel like you failed. I'm not afraid of that, but I'm like, no, I, there's no way I can fail. I have to do it. <laughs> that's a good attitude. <laughs> and I'm more like trying. And I'm not saying this like if I go to try to win an Olympic medal and I try real hard that they should give me a medal. No, that's a competition. In life, to be afraid to learn like I'm trying to learn actual professional photography techniques, also difficult. You are a computer builder person, so you're always learning. Actually, the Everything other- Everything about the inner workings of all the stuff, even down to the capacitors and shit. Like, if it ever comes up that I need to know this, you know? Yeah, the other day, this was funny, actually. I was, um, I downloaded a new, like, podcasting suite for, like, editing Oh, yeah, podcasts. you're really into audio at the moment. So then I added this brand new one. I use Adobe Audition usually, but this new one called Reaper. I was using that one. And it's really complicated to understand, and I was trying to understand it for a few days, and you said to me, why are you even like, and I said, well, I like to learn different things and maybe this is better. And I don't know unless I learn it. I mean, I grasp that and I get it, <laughs> but okay. I'm more of a giver upper than you, I guess, because I've got my paint shop pro that I've used for 20 years. Literally it does everything I want it to do. And we're talking like you're using Adobe which is like the fancy, fanciest, expensive thing. And you're trying to send alternative thing. I use Paint Shop Pro, which is the cheap version of like Photoshopping. It's right. not Photoshop. I have looked at Photoshop. You have given me Photoshop. I have tried it. It's just like, no, 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 no. I'm not investing any more time in learning the process. I've got the tool I need to do what I need to do. So I'm more of a like, I'm determined to learn it the first time. But I, if I don't need to like, you're more of an explorer, I guess. Yeah, I do like to yeah. test all of them and go, oh, hold on. The one I'm using is not the best one. But then I guess I am too because, I don't know, I'm a mishmash. I was just picking on you then thinking like, why is he wasting his time? Yeah. <laughs> so don't pick on me. <laughs> I was just like, oh, stop using that. You keep complaining about it. Just go back to the other one because that's all you did was like, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, this doesn't work. Off topic. So back to my advice is what you're asking me about. Yes. Right? Okay. People always say love is a two-way street, right? Marriage is a two-way street, all that shit. And friendship is a two-way street. I disagree. I think every kind of love or relationship is a one-way path. I am on a path 
of the kind of love that I have for you, the way I communicate with you when I like to pick on you and when I when I beg you for assistance when my mouse acts weird or whatever, you know, the whole thing. I'm on my own singular path of how I love you. <laughs> I do not require that every single step I take from my way of loving you, that you then, it's a payback situation, right? It's not a balance. It's not a two-way thing. Like if I meet you here with this amount of love, then you better meet me back with this amount of love. That's what I think of as a two-way street, right? Like like people are tallying it up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, you know, you got to go both ways. No, I think you're just, you're on a singular path on your own. I'm on a singular path. Our paths have crossed, right? So we're kind of like really close to each other. We're married to each other, but we're still not on a two-way path. If everything I ever do loving you is whatever x y and z and yours is a b and c it doesn't need to match or be equal or anything to me right because i'm still i just think that in life you're just always actually singular when you meet a stranger and you marry them and whether you have 10 children with them or you build a business with them whatever the deal is it's not ever going to be equally coming back at you it just isn't like theirs might be bigger than yours they might be you know whatever so love is not a two-way street. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And it doesn't make any sense unless you're in my head. And uh, so good luck with that. <laughs> well done. Well said. Uh, well, that's debatable. But see, that's how much you love me. You offer me a lot more love <laughs> than I probably give back. <laughs> all right. Acecully.com. If you want to go and feel the love from us, feel you it. can go there, listen to this podcast. How many episodes do we have? We have 700 and 55 episodes for you to listen to. So come back when you've listened to them all. Homework assignment. <laughs> you can also catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, A Scully or Sid Talk. Just look for those names. You can go to anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts are available. Email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your emails. It's a one-way street. Correct. And stay classy, miss... Aubrey, Mrs. Aubrey Plaza, I'd like to see another movie with you in, being a criminal. <laughs> or not. You don't have to be a criminal. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you're not doing it, someone's doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs>